Welcome to the Fitness Oracle, where we have real conversations with real people just like you. Today, we have a guest whose journey will captivate your mind and open your eyes to the incredible hour of frequencies and water. I am your host, John Katsavos, and joining me today is Michael Hobson, founder of Aqueen Springs. Michael's life has been a remarkable exploration of frequencies from his background as a mathematician to be becoming an econometrics professor and corporate business consultant. He ventured into the music industry, leading his way in the vinyl movement and live recording industries. But it was his fascination with frequencies that ultimately led him to the most vital element of life, water. Through through years of dedicated study, Michael delved into the depths of water's capabilities, unraveled its structure, and unearthed its hidden frequencies. And then fate intervened. A remote spring in Idaho caught his attention, an extraordinary source of pristine water that emerged at a scorching 139 degrees Fahrenheit, flowing naturally at a rate of 80 gallons per minute. Known to the Native Americans as Crystal Spring, the sacred place became the calling Michael had been waiting for. Recognizing the profound connection between frequencies, water, and our collective well-being, Michael embarked on a mission. He founded Aqueen Springs with a vision to bring this extraordinary source of water to the world while preserving the untouched nature surrounding it. In our conversation, we explore the electric nature of biology, the influence of our thoughts on our physiology, and the pivotal role that, that structured water plays as a conductor of life itself. We delve into the concepts of water as a transmitter of hope and self-love, understanding its power to store and deliver our thoughts. Are you ready to elevate your life to the next level? Join the Fitness Oracle newsletter today and unlock a world of exclusive benefits. As a subscriber, you'll be the first to know about our new episodes, gaining early access before they're released to the public. But wait, there's more. You'll also have the opportunity for a personal one-on-one -on -one phone call with me where we'll discuss your fitness goals and how we can support you in achieving them. Plus, you'll gain free access to our private community where we hold engaging calls to dive deeper into each episode and explore how you can apply the lessons to your own life. And that's not all. As a valued member of our exclusive community, you'll gain access to exciting programs that we're launching, empowering you, to continue your transformative journey towards health and wellness. Don't miss out this incredible opportunity. Join the Fitness Oracle newsletter today and embark on a path towards a happier, healthier you. And now let's deep dive into this amazing conversation with an incredible man. Michael, welcome to the show. Thank you. It's my pleasure to be here with you today. 
How's uh, uh, how's the business going with a secret water bottling? How's that coming along? Well, you know, it's going quite well, actually. And probably just a little bit of background is in order. Um, I have been involved heavily in water and the research of it, mainly at the physics and chemistry level up until about five years ago when I was guided literally to uh, this spring in Southern Idaho near the Nevada border by, I'll just say an angel, a friend of mine who is a human, but who is one of my angels um, of which I have many who help guide me. And um, she said to me, you know, you need to go and see this water. This is something pretty interesting. And I did. And um, I realized, and the owner of the spring, I think, realized as well that this was, we were meant to do this together. And so we started down the road. And five years later, we're in the market, albeit we came to market during COVID. So there were challenges there, obviously. And um, we started out uh, in a direct-to-consumer mode where we sell on the website. And that's uh, the company name's Aqueen Springs. That's A Q U E N E springs and obviously a queensprings.com you can go and take a look if you'd like there's a lot of information there and people can order the water and so on so um one of the reasons we started in that vein was that the water there are logistics challenges right uh that you know the it's kind of the two-edged sword the fact that the spring is in the middle of nowhere, 90 miles from the nearest big city um, in the high desert in southern Idaho at about 7,000 feet, um, makes it wonderful from the standpoint of purity because there's no runoff, there's no pollution out there. It's it's really a pretty sacred and special place known uh, to the Native Americans as a healing place for millennia. Um, unfortunately, the Native Americans have not been there for quite some time. You know, they have were um, gathered, I think is a nice way to put it. I'd rather not get too politically involved in that, but into reservations further south in Utah and Arizona and New Mexico and so on. So um, the area is pretty pristine. Or the flip side of that is because it is so far from activities, if something breaks, got to drive into town and it takes an hour and a half and both ways. And so we decided to start a little more slowly than to try to get this uh, out into the world in a big way. And I think also I'll just share that part of the reason that this is not your normal kind of startup. Um, I've been involved in 11 startups in the last 33 years, right? I'm certifiably insane. But, um, you know, it, it, this startup is about being in service. It's about bringing this water to people who need it. And what I mean by that really is that it would be good for everyone, but I'm not trying to get it to everyone. It's trying to find its way to those people that need it. And I think as an example, your listeners are are part of that group. I think they are. And we're going to get into the... Uh hopefully we can get into some of the details without infringing on any IP 
patents that you may have. Uh, I'll do my best if if uh, the question does go about infringing on IP rights, just let me know and we can just dance around that question. All good. All good. Uh, I always ask these two questions before I kick off any episode and just to give a little bit more of a background on you and why you got interested in bottling water 90 miles in the middle of nowhere, 7,000 feet above sea level. Like what got you interested in this? Well, the answer to that question is I wish I knew. Uh, but what I can say is, let me just give a little bit of background. And and I'll the reason why I don't want to go into a lot of my background is because, frankly, I look at my own background as just steps that led me to where I'm at now. So, you know, anything I could say about what I've done in the past, and I could say a lot if I wanted to, um, wouldn't, it would, you know, might be on some levels to try to... Um, make me seem as though I know what I'm talking about. And um, I'm not even sure I do. But the truth is that, um, you know, I have a background as an economist. I worked in corporate life uh, for a while at AT&T and in uh, forecasting and uh, uh, strategy for the company. And then I exited there in about 1989 and started a series of businesses, as I said, 11 so far since 1989. So over 30 years, 33 years, 34 years going on now. And a Queen Springs is one of the three that I'm involved in right now. And the other two will be 12 and 13. And um, what happened is actually, it's an interesting story. When I tell it, I relive it and I go, wow, that was strange. About 18 years ago, uh, some, then this was when I had a vinyl record business, which was very successful called classic records. Some, some of your guys may know about it. Um, somebody asked me at an interview or something like, you know, because they knew I had started a number of companies like, so what's next. Right. And I had never had that question up to that point. And I just like instinctively said, well, I don't know exactly, but I think it has something to do with water. Now, to this very moment, I don't know why I said that. Like, I think that that came from somewhere else, to be frank with you, um, you know. And then I kind of grew into it over the subsequent years. I became more comfortable saying, well, I'm going to be in water, but I don't know what that means. You know, is it going to be you know, trying to make energy from geothermic water or whatever. It turns out I am involved in geothermic water. This water comes out of the ground at 140 degrees Fahrenheit. But as time went on, there was a point at which someone, um, again, I call him one of my other angels, that made a comment and I said, okay, it's time for me to start looking into water. Right. And it's not talk about it. I wasn't talking about it, but, you know, I, so I went on the Internet and started looking around and I went, oh, my goodness, there is so much about water. Right. I mean, just like all kinds of different things. And, and, and I was just overwhelmed at first. But somehow, I think, again, being guided, I found 
uh, a YouTube video, I think, if I recall correctly, from a guy called Gerald Pollack, who turns out to be a good friend of mine now. And uh, that's got to be at least 12 years ago. And, um, you know, I watched all of his videos and so forth. He talks about this thing called the fourth phase water, right? Uh, you know, solid liquid gas. And then there's kind of a, a weird intermediate state that I can kind of talk about because it turns out it applies to uh, some of the special nature of the water that we bottle and I'm going to talk about. So just because I am this type of person, I just called him up and said, hey, I want to meet you. And he said to me, um, great, I'm going to be in Vancouver. He lives, he's, was, he's at the University of Washington in Seattle. He said, I'm going to be in Vancouver in two weeks at a conference. I'm going to present there. You can come up for that if you wanted. So I said, okay, I signed up. And this is a funny part of the story. Um, I get up there. I have no idea what it is. I get there and it's a conference of massage therapists. And I'm like, what? And it turns out that Gerald Pollack, Dr. Pollack is, or Professor Pollack, um, was also involved in muscle activity, right? How muscles work, right? So uh, before getting into water, and it turns out water's really important for muscle contraction, right? Mm -hmm. I, I don't really need to talk about that, but it turns out to be true. So, so anyway, I got this, this, and he's, I don't think he's ever given the lecture again about uh, muscle contraction and water, this special state of water called the fourth phase of water. And uh, for, for people that are interested, it is a fascinating thing. And the reason I say that is because the water in our bodies is of a crystalline nature, right? When we drink regular water, um, even the special water, it is not in its in in its organization that it ends up being in our body. And I'll talk more about that. But for those people, you can go on YouTube and look up Gerald Pollack or Fourth Phase of Water. He's also published a couple of books that you could get. They're available on Amazon. I'm not plugging for them, but it's really an interesting thing if you want to understand how we work and when we don't work why okay Interesting. I'll, I'll come back to that so um you know then you know steps after that you know i got i became involved with gerald pollack and um then again things just seemed to arrive right people arrived and um I, it didn't feel like a pursuit and it still doesn't um it feels like you know i'm on my path which is to bring this water to the world. And um, that's what we're doing. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, you brought up so many good talking points right there. And I want to get into all of them right there. Sure. Um, you and I both know that the body is a state of electrical impulses. And water plays a critical role when it comes to uh, the communication pathways between these electrical impulses right how does this water that you have differ from this water that i have here and i'm hiding these guys because there's a big company and they don't need it's the extra okay. advertising it's all good. <laughs> yeah um that's it that's a, an exceptional question and in order to answer that i want to step one step back 
And I want to share with people uh, a quote from Nikola Tesla. And that is that if you want to understand the universe, think in terms of energy, frequency, and vibration. Okay. And of course, frequency and vibration are to do with light. They're to do with electricity. Um, and so when you said the words, uh, we are electric, uh, it turns out there's a book. Oh, goodness, I wish I had it right. Oh, I do actually. I, I have books everywhere. There's a book that I would recommend to people if they want to understand a little bit more and dive deeper. And it's called We Are Electric. Um, and it's by a, an English woman, I think, called Sally Adie, I think is how you say it. And um, in fact, it turns out that the communications inside of our body um, from different organs and different cells between cells, from our brain to different organs um, uh, along neural pathways happens electrically. And it also happens photonically, okay? So light impulses. And this has been well known for some time. So what happens is that cells that are in a state of ease, okay? As opposed to a state of dis-ease, all right? So when we think, when I think of... Um, a body or a cell or a tissue or an organ, which are just collections of, of cells, that if those organs, tissues, or cells are in the proper shape and are vibrating at their frequency, and by the way, it doesn't have to necessarily be a frequency, it could be a complement of frequencies. You could think of this, of us, as being a, an orchestra. And the different organs are the different players. And that together, if everybody's playing in tune, then we're in harmony or we're in ease. And I think what happens is that when we become in a state of disharmony, then um, for whatever reason, it could be that we've been traumatized, right? It could be something from our childhood. It comes should, could be something from a past experience, another life. Um, it could be um, some kind of, um, of accident, like people get into, um, you know, a, a terrible accident or a death in the family, a divorce, Whatever the trigger is that disrupts that harmony, and I'll just go right straight to the point, that disruption happens in the mind, okay? I've been through it when I became a single father. Um, my thoughts got disrupted, and I went into a state of depression. It took me five weeks of um, pretty intense uh, activity with a group to um, five, five, four days a week, five hours a day um, to finally get to a point where I was able to recover and heal myself. And I also will go on record right now 
as saying that it is my personal belief that any healing that happens within us comes from within us, right? We heal ourselves. There may be aids to that, uh, external aids and so forth. Uh, but nonetheless, ultimately, if we're to get better from whatever our condition of dis-ease, it really is about us taking that responsibility and not relying or abdicating that responsibility to others. Now, that's my opinion. I don't mean to be harsh to people that are struggling because I know what that struggle is like. So I'm sorry, I, I diverted a little bit, but I'll come back to your real question, which was, how is it that this water is important in that process relative to other water? Well, first of all, what happens is when you drink water, uh, in order, if we think of ourselves as being hydrated, and there is that uh, situation that happens where the water uh, that we drink goes in and in our gut, there are these little cilia, and they absorb all sorts of nutrients, including water, and that distribution to different parts of our body, including, obviously, our blood flow is another way of distributing water and, and keeping us hydrated. Um Taking showers and baths and swimming and so forth is another way to get water into our bodies because our pores are a two-way street, right? So, you know, all of those activities. And in fact, we also generate water in our body um, as part of something called the electron transfer process or chain, which was discovered by a guy called Albert St. Georgie uh, in the 1930s. And he actually won a Nobel Prize and talked about it, uh, it's where uh, foodstuff or uh, basically hydrogen bound up in different uh, fats and carbohydrates and so forth gets dissociated and the hydrogens, uh, which are uh, atomic hydrogens, come together to H2. And when that happens, there's a release of heat. And those two H2s find oxygen, which of course we have in our body because we breathe and they form water and heat. And so at night, this process, it happens all the time, but at night we actually make water and heat ourselves, right? Because we need to maintain that, that temperature of 98.6 or, or thereabouts. So, so that's the process, the different ways that water gets into our body. But then what happens is that water becomes organized or structured, okay? And, and in its form, just in the bottle, that bottle you held up is what we'll call bulk water, right? It's kind of disorganized or unorganized and it's waiting for an instruction, but... Um, our bodies organize water around different surfaces, right? So around uh, inside cells, around the organelles inside cells, and so forth. That water is in a crystalline nature, and it's in a hexagonal form that allows for, one, electrical current to pass because there's minerals present, right? And it also allows for coherent light or photons to travel between different, you know, cells and tissues and um, along neurons to the, to the brain and back and so on. So 
when we're in that structured state, um, then that communication process works really well, okay? Now, let me use an example. If you get injured, right? Let's say you um, smash your hand or you break an arm or you, you know, something, uh, break a bone or whatever. What happens? Immediately get swelling. And mm -hmm. that swelling is actually water. And it's bulk water, but it's not bulk. It, it wasn't bulk water before the accident. It was in a state of organization. And as soon as something bad happens, a trauma, and I'm using a, an extreme example where it's a physical, you know, damage. And, and the body says, we've got to get water to that location. So what does it do? The water that's local changes from structured or crystalline in nature to bulk as a, a way to start the healing process. Okay. So just keep that in mind. So let's think about this a minute. What happens if you have some other type of trauma, right? Psychological trauma. You have one of these things I mentioned, like a divorce or um, a death in the family, somebody really close to you. And what that the same thing happens in our body. And that is we get bulk water. It diminishes it. it it's trying to heal, but it diminishes our ability, I believe, to communicate to all of our tissues and for our tissues. So we get sent into a state of chaos in a certain way. And I think anybody who's been in a state of depression knows that you do feel chaotic. You feel like you don't have any control over what's going on. Your body's in this state and it, it becomes a spiral. And the trick, of course, that we all know is you got to break the spiral. And the issue is how do you do that, right? And that's, so I'm going to talk about um, some, a unique way to do that, uh, that I think complements all of the other things that, that um, you bring uh, so wonderfully to your audience uh, as as ways to initiate self-healing. Well, there's a lot to unpack there. Quite a lot to unpack because um, I want to do it like a just basic surface level question right now oh. uh, because there's, uh, and I want to get it deeper into the more healing aspects especially the psychological stuff because uh I I've been through that recently. Yeah. And I know how chaotic life can be when you're not quote unquote in a happy state of mind and Very it doesn't much. make a difference whether you're drinking a gallon of water or not a gallon of water you're still in that chaotic state of mind. That's, that's correct. But the surface level question that I want to ask you mm -hmm. how true is it that somebody needs to be drinking a gallon of water a day. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, in all uh, openness, I used to believe that you needed to drink a gallon of water a day. And I did pretty well at that. I don't think there's harm in drinking a gallon a day. And I think that 
what I know, and and people, this is pretty well known. Uh, if you have the feeling of hunger, often it's really that you're thirsty. And if you drink a glass of water, that desire to eat something goes away. I think sometimes that desire to eat is that the body knows that it can make water in the way that I just mentioned pretty readily. So it's kind of like, well, you know, if he's not going to drink anything, I'll make, I'll send us some signals to make him eat. And then I'll do the job for him because he's distracted. Right. Um, what I, so I think that um, drinking water at regular intervals, even though it's a, it's a pain to drink four ounces every hour or two, um, I think that's probably what the body prefers. And I think it does have side benefits. What I'm saying is I think when I was drinking a gallon of water a day or half a half body weight used to be the whole notion of what you should drink, right? Mm -hmm. um, you know, it, it does cleanse the system, right? You, you urinate quite a lot. Yep. And so, you know, you're, you're, kidneys are probably feeling pretty good and your bladder's probably feeling pretty good and clean and so forth. And particularly now I would caution people, if you're going to drink a gallon of water, I would not advise drinking distilled water because remember distilled water leaches um, minerals. And so if you want to detox, you could drink some, some, uh, some uh, uh, distilled water, but on a regular basis, you have to be very careful about demineralizing yourself, right? So when I talk about drinking a gallon of water a day, just not distilled water, but any kind of water you drink, you know, it. so it's got the cleansing effect. Certainly, you're going to get some minerals, right, which the body needs trace minerals. Uh, you're going to get an abundance of those. It's probably going to be a little bit of an appetite suppressant. But to be honest with you, uh, it's not unless you take some steps, which I'm going to talk about, it's not going to get you into that state of mind of, of bliss, really. I mean, I just, you know, I want to say to everyone, um, I'm not saying what other people should do, but I'll tell you, my objective in life is to be happy, but to, but to be in a state of bliss as much as possible, right? And so that's what I'm trying to attain and I'm going to share with, with you and, and your audience what it is I do. And it has to do with this wonderful water that I'm trying to get to, to people like your listeners um, to be able to change their lives, to get to that state of uh, being happy and joyful and um, appreciative and grateful and positive. It's all about our thoughts which transitions perfectly into the next question that I have that, that you brought, you triggered something in me. Um, how thoughts that are being disrupted, life happens. We all know life happens and not always is it good stuff. Most of the time, most of the time it's bad stuff that happens. Right. And there are people out there listening and watching this episode and they're going through this hard time right now. Yeah. And they see that there's no light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. How did you get over your depression? And 
the follow-up question to that is, do you believe that time heals all wounds? Yeah. Okay. So the first one is even again, when I think back on it, I just, it's hard for me to imagine that it happened this way, but I promise you hand on heart that it did. Um, so, you know, when we all know that when you're in a state of depression, in my case, as a result of the reality that I was going to become a single dad. And so, you know, it's like, okay, don't just stay at home and, and, you know, um, hold the world in on yourself. You've got to get out. You have to exercise. You have to eat right. You have to drink water. Um, you have to socialize. You have to go to movies. You have to go to concerts. You have to get out there, right? And and so, you know, I was doing all of that. And, and of course, that did help, you know, moderate things and so on. I was out walking. I used to be a big runner back in the day, but I stopped doing that. Um, and I, I hike and walk. And so I was out walking and I'll never forget. I know exactly where it was. And, you know, of course, you're, you know, the head's going around. You just like spinning that same thought, you know, those self-destructive thoughts like, you know, there's nothing to live for. It's like, this is awful. It's never, it's my life. How did I get here? And there's self-loathing. And I'm, I'm talking about myself now. I don't know what other people are going through, but, but, you know, there's all that stuff and, you know, I was just looking around and and I live in a in a in a beautiful neighborhood and and it was you know in the summer, so things were blooming and and everything. And I just looked up and I just went, you know what? It's time to stop. This is over. Okay, we're gonna stop this. And it was like a light switch. That's how it happened. Hmm. It was like a light switch. I just, you know, and and I look back on it now, it was kind of like all the stuff I was doing was trying to find a light switch, but it was dark, you know, yeah. it's like, where's the light switch? And I'm feeling around <laughs> and I'm doing all this stuff. And finally, I just found the switch and I just went, boom, we're not doing this anymore, right? And that's one of the powerful things that I'll just share from my own experiences. I did that myself. Now, does that mean I had help? from a higher power, probably, to be honest, you know, but at the end of the day, it was about me. It wasn't going to therapy. It wasn't taking any pills. It wasn't, you know, it was that I made the decision um, to not be in this state. And I changed my thoughts in that moment. That's how that happens. And, and then the second question, I'm sorry, can you just repeat uh, what, the second question was, yeah. Do you believe that time heals? The, the, you know, the old saying that time heals all wounds. Do you believe that's true? Um, no, I don't. I think what happens is that time gives us the opportunity to forgive ourselves and to forgive others. Okay. And ultimately the only way out Again, I'm being authoritative here, but I'm really talking about myself and my own beliefs. I'm not really suggesting to anybody else that they have to follow or believe me, but I promise you, uh, from my standpoint, um, we can never escape trauma until we forgive ourselves and forgive others that we might hold or have held responsible. 
And once you change the prism for me to looking at things a different way, um, you know, I, I, I care deeply for my ex-wife and the mother of my children. And I do not have any negative thoughts about um, our divorce and so forth. Um, I have only wonderful thoughts. I send love to her and my family um, every day. And so I don't, I don't hold anything that could spark a negative thought that could lead to my body being in a state of disease, but also the thing that I realized was that every second I stay tied up in the past is a second that I cannot ever get back, but I can't use to enjoy and to appreciate and relish in all of the beauty that's around me and to be grateful for that. Right. Yep. And and so that's my take on on time healing wounds. It's an opportunity, but it doesn't happen on its own. That's awesome. Uh, that, that's really awesome. You said that you had a series of steps that helped you get out of that negative that negative mindset. What steps did you yeah. take? So, you know, this is ongoing. Um, what, what I started doing about probably four years ago, five years ago, is I would go in my backyard in the morning with a glass of the water when I first started having it. And um, I would hold the water in my hand and I would look around at all the beauty and I would just thank, be thankful. I would say um, all of the, you know, I say uh, uh, flowers, grass, birds, trees, neighbors, I'm so grateful to be here with you again. I love you all and thank you. And I would speak into the water and I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk about how that mechanism works. And then I would drink the water and I would feel that water electrically. I would feel the electrical activity in my body, that thought process. Um, pass all through my body. And it was kind of a ritual. I would do that most mornings, right? And, um, you know, that was the beginning of the understanding that um, our thoughts are vibrational in nature, and they are electrical in nature in our body. And that if we and this is something I found out over time. If you take that thought, a good thought, right? I think it works with negative thoughts too. So you have to be careful. Mm -hmm. But with, with a with a beautiful thought, right? A loving thought, um, and you put that to your heart, so you can just feel that thought go to your heart, and then comes from your heart to your voice. And so, what does it turn out? Our voices, our voice is just a vibrational pattern of that thought, right? And so we speak it, it excites the air, it's a pattern that came from our, from our thoughts. 
So it turns out that water can hold vibration. And in particular, the water, the um, crystal source water, it comes in the bottle, even the bo water in the box. And I, I don't, you know, I think we, we might be able to see it. Um, there are little silica crystals that you can see dancing in the water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you, you can see, see it, like yeah, you can see them there, and they're dancing. For the right? people, uh, for the people watching on YouTube and Rumble, yeah, you can see it. But those, yeah. uh, those of you listening to this episode, there are actually crystals uh, dancing little, around in the water. Little crystals, and they glow and they gleam. So it turns out those are those are silica. That's silica that has crystallized, and that's part of the. The process of making the crystal source water is to program the water so that, which basically means you tell it, instruct it to crystallize the silica into these little crystals. Why? Because the little crystals you can see and people can like visualize so that when they speak into the water, those little silica crystals vibrate right? Because sound actually passes more readily through water than it does through air, yep. right? And so the vibration of our voice travels into the water and those little silica crystals start to vibrate. Remember, silica is the basis for quartz and quartz is well known to be able to store information, store electrical information. It's piezoelectric in nature it you the IBM uh, scientists stored an image of the Mona Lisa in a quartz crystal in the early 70s and then retrieved it. So it's a place of storage as well. So that thought spoken in a vibratory pattern gets caught in the silica crystals, and then you drink the crystals, and what happens? Your body knows what that is. Because, of course, it came from you. You're co-located with your vessel. And so it's a mechanism by which you can state your intention to manifest, to self-heal, to stop pain. There really isn't any end that I found. It's pretty uncanny. The power that we have that the water becomes a transmission mechanism or a collaborator in delivering that message. So I think now you start to see how if you're in a state of dis-ease as a result of trauma, or if you want to avoid that, the upcoming states of dis-ease, that you can do what I call decrees. And these are well-known. Uh, to do decrees. And decrees, I think, uh, are just spoken intention. And I think they're powerful. You know, um, uh, when, when powerful people get up and they speak, people listen, right? It has an effect on people. It has an effect on their bodies, on their minds, and so forth. And it's just, so it's the same mechanism. You're just using it on yourself, right? And so, um, yeah, that I think that's what I use now. 
um, daily. And there's some other stuff I want to share with you all as well that I use that I think would be very helpful in when you find yourself, when you heal yourself and you get back to a state of ease, then the trick is to maintain that mm -hmm. and like start inching up towards bliss, right? Ecstasy. Yeah. Um, have you read the book, Hidden, The Hidden Messages in Water by Masuru Emoto? Absolutely. That's Absolutely. exactly what he was That's doing exactly with water. exactly what he was doing, except he wasn't drinking it. No, he was freezing it. He was freezing and it. The images show. were remarkable. They are amazing. So, you know, like, like I said, you have to be careful because he would say to the water, I hate you, I hate you, I hate you. And then he would take a crystal picture of it uh, after freezing it. And it would be just like, yeah. it was all like, you know, chaotic. And then he would say, I love you. Or he'd put a, a sign of a heart or love on the side of a glass and just leave it there for a while and, 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 or play classical music or play beautiful music to it. And you would see these beautiful crystalline forms um, come into shape. That's exactly what happens in our body. That's amazing. Like, like I, I read that book about, I'd say easy 15, 20 years ago, and it's still imprinted into my mind about the crystallized uh, images that I saw sure. on that. Yeah. And it blows me away and, and just how easy it could be just to, just to get out of that negative headspace for ourselves. Yes. Yes. Even it's, it's almost like we are programming this stuff. That's exactly right. Well, we're programming ourselves. It's that stuff is just the medium, right? It it has its job. I think it has its level of consciousness. It's here with its purpose. Um, and look, not all waters are equal. I don't really, I'm not trying to be negative towards, you know, the, the big companies and their water. Most of it's reverse osmosis. And what happens in that process of reverse osmosis or even municipal water for that matter is as you suggest, because of the process by which that all happens, imagine what the water's absorbing. Imagine the chaos that municipal water goes through. So I'm not saying that municipal water is bad for you or that it will kill you because it won't, but it won't help you thrive, okay? Because it brings along its own level of chaos from where it's been, the stuff that's been inside of it, right? Now, when you start to think about, you have pollutants, right? That are in water, you have steroids, you have, you know, all sorts of things that get into water. Everything that gets into water vibrates. Everything's got its own vibrational pattern. And guess what? The water picks it up. So it's there with, with this chaotic tune let's call it, from all of these different songs that are being sung. Now, and then you filter out that all of the, the physical matter, the vibration's still there. So, that vibratory pattern's still there. So even if you imprint your thought pattern on there, so stuff like fluoride, you know, you can't get rid of it. It goes into your bones and it destroys you. Right. Um, it, it's... It's you still need a clean source of water. Yes, I would say that. However, 
I'm I'm going to speculate here. I don't know the answer to this, but I'm going to speculate. By the way, Emoto and others doing similar experiments always use highly distilled water. So it's got no minerals in it generally, okay? And that's so that people can't say, oh, well, you know, it's the minerals in there that do it and so forth. Anyway, so I'm willing to bet that even tap water or even bottled water in plastic that, that you held up and, and others like it, um, I'm willing to bet that you can imprint those with your intention in the way that I described, okay? Do I think it's as effective as using the, the crystal source water, right? Um, probably not. And one of the reasons it's probably not, and this is the reason that that uh, we program this so that you can see the crystals, is so that people can more easily suspend their disbelief, okay? If I told somebody, take a glass of tap water, and speak to it, and your vibrational intention is there, drink it. And, you know, if you really are intent upon it, you're going to change yourself. I think that would happen. But there's that, that moment where you're there and there's that skepticism because you're just speaking to a glass of water and it's tap water, it's bottled water that's reverse osmosis. So it's like, really? Whereas if you can see these beautiful little crystals and you just think, this is like watching a plane land. I never get tired of watching the crystals go around. They're like, they just fascinate me, you know? Mm. And so now you're in this, you see it, you speak from your heart, you know it's going to happen because you can see it. So it's a way to get over that, that level, that hurdle of disbelief that keeps you maybe from self-healing more quickly, right? So that's, that's, I would speculate is the situation, but, Literally, that's the situation with um, tap water that I have trouble with, with, is that you could probably program it, but it's already comes with a lot of baggage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Um, other than the fact that it's got those amazing crystals in there, other than the fact that it comes from a super clean, unpolluted yeah. source, other than the fact that it takes, it can do... A, it's easily quote unquote programmable. What else makes this water so unique to other waters? Okay. So <clears throat> this is back to the, you know, the chemistry part of this and um, silica is the third most prevalent. I'm sorry. Let me start again. Silica is the second most prevalent element in the earth's crust. The first most prevalent is oxygen. Oxygen, silica, aluminum is number three. Okay, mm -hmm. and I'll come back to that in a minute. So it turns out that um, sil the, the element that we're talking about, silicon, does not really occur naturally. Uh, what happens is silicon is one of those uh, atoms that doesn't like to be on its own. So it finds a mate. And in this case, most often oxygen. So it forms uh, silica dioxide. And that's the form that silica finds, that we find silica in, in the Earth's crust. By the way, let's not forget that silica is the basis for 
semiconductors mm. for chips, right? And we'll come back to that because there's an interesting parallel. Um, so it turns out, well-documented, people can look it up. Uh, they can get documentation on the website as well that uh, silica is the basis for a few activities in the body, like bones, hair, teeth, skin, collagen, our extracellular matrix, right? Our connective tissue is, is dependent upon silica. Uh, turns out silica is important for gut health. It embeds into our veins, capillaries, and arteries to help with blood flow. Helps with wound healing. I think I said that. Um, and uh, it's, it's kind of been linked to a, a, an important trace element for cardiovascular health. And then there's the issue that silica binds to aluminum. And in plants, because plants uptake aluminum, because it's the third most prevalent element in the crust, plants take up aluminum, which is toxic to plants, but they use the silica to encase the aluminum so that they don't get inflamed, right? In humans and uh, animals, we also uptake aluminum from many different sources, including the air, right, that we breathe. And um, silica in our bodies binds to it, and then we excrete it by sweating or um, by urination. Now, two fun facts. One is that the process of aging is really the process of dehydration, because when we're babies, we start out at about 85% water by volume. And by the time we reach, you know, the elderly state, we're about 65% water by volume. So age equals dehydration by volume. Uh, also not well-known fact is that that process also involves loss of silica. So in the elderly, there is a, a deficiency of silica. Does that make sense? Well, it does. Skin problems, hair, teeth, bone problems, um, wound healing, digestion doesn't happen as well. Blood flow doesn't happen as well. So I would just say to people in general, that the way to maintain, to try to maintain a healthful longevity is to have silica in your diet. Now, what do you, how do you get silica? You can eat it by virtue of having fruits and vegetables, mostly vegetables, because they uptake silica, right? And so there are high silica vegetables that people can do. Uh, those are not as bioavailable because the gut has to break all that down. Uh, the best way to get silica, I think, is with water. So high silica waters, and that's, of course, why the company, the main product is called Silica Source Water, because it's got a, a naturally high silica content. So that back to this issue with binding to aluminum. So it turns out more recently, studies indicate that Alzheimer's and a lot of the um, other degenerative diseases like ALS and so forth are inflammatory-based uh, diseases. And there's been a link established with aluminum. So aluminum toxicity 
leads to dementia and and Alzheimer's and um, those other diseases that are inflammation based because as we're older, we don't have as much silica to sequester and sweat and um, and urinate out. So it's it's pretty important for us, I think, to supplement our intake of silica and a great way to do it's with water. So that's a long answer to your question about why uh, the silica source water crystal source is the same. Obviously, you can just see the silica crystals uh, is is an important way for us to to maintain our health and well-being. That's interesting. You bring up uh, another another good question that ties back into a question that I asked uh, earlier in the show um, with the, in regards to uh, drinking a gallon of water a day. Yeah. Now, is it, is it important the amount of water that we drink or the ability for the cell to absorb that water to stay healthier? So back, you know, and I didn't, I realized I didn't quite answer the question on the gallon thing. Um, <clears throat> I, I would encourage people to um, to drink more in the line of two to three liters a day. And of course, that depends on your size, right? If you're a 120-pound gal or a 300-pound guy, you know, there's a difference in body mass and a different need for water, right? Uh, but probably two or three liters is enough. Now, of course, the caveats to that are if it's the summer, if you're in the desert, if you're, you know, in a, in a very dry area, um, if you perspire a lot, you know, it's like all of those are, are add-ons, you know, time of year matters and so forth in terms of the amount of water to intake. So, you know, I'm not prescribing what people should do, but I think that those are the, those are the rules that I follow myself in terms of trying to stay hydrated. Uh, we're coming up close to the end of the show, and sure. these are the ten questions uh, okay. that I ask all my guests just to get a good feel of you know how, your your idea on these top uh, these ten topics. Yep. With the increase in people suffering from depression from the past three years of uncertainty that we've yes. lived through, yep. what's the one thing you could tell them to keep their hopes up? That at the end of the day, we are all blessed to be alive and we have the opportunity to um, look around us and look at the wonder in just in in the beauty of nature. And that's why I think it's important to get out into nature is to be able to just look around and see something that's bigger than ourselves and say, we're really blessed here. And so I think just staying focused on the fact that we're blessed, even though there, there are challenges, um, is important. And I want to you didn't ask this, but I'm going to tell people, I want to give people another little hint on something that I've discovered of late that is very powerful. Okay. Um, and I'm not, I don't get any, any, uh, any uh, feedback. I mean, uh, any um, royalties or anything royalties. for recommendation, recommending this, but there's a book called Breath. 
and it's by a guy called James Nestor. Okay, you can get it on Amazon. And I'm going to tell you right now that another road for us to find that bliss that our bodies are capable of, right? And if we can get our body into a state of bliss, our mind will follow or vice versa. Okay. And it's through breath. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on that, but I want people to really look into the way that they breathe through their nose and the pace and so forth. This book is, um, is just filled with, with wondrous, wondrous things. The other thing that I do to maintain and to give me that sense of wonder is I do something called yoga nidra. Okay. And it's nothing to do with, you know, stretching and it doesn't involve a mat. In fact, you can do it laying down in, in bed. And it's what the yogis used to do. For, they invented this 4,000 years ago. And it's basically a guided meditation, right? You just lay there and you listen to this meditation and you do what is being said, which is a lot of mental activity and, and being aware of different parts of your body and stilling yourself. And um, this is a plug for a friend of mine who I do weekly. And um, again, I just want people to understand that these this stuff can really change your whole outlook and, and bring you to that point. It's called Riches Yoga Nidra. And uh, you can look at, uh, I guess his website is Rich Yoga Nidra. So Rich, R-I-C-H, Yoga, and then Nidra, N-I-D-R-A.com. And he does this thing on Patreon, which is one of the sites that um, you can kind of a podcast thing. And like for five or 10 bucks a month, he sends out these uh, uh, emails and you just click on the email and you lay down and put a patch over your head and listen for like 35 minutes. And I'm telling you, I get up and I have a glass of water before, I have a glass of water afterwards, I speak to the water, I literally feel like, you know, I've just had sex. It's so, I, I hand on heart, I mean it, hand on heart. This is, this is powerful stuff. And it's all stuff that we can do um, to improve our state. So sorry, that was a long answer to your first question. So second question, sorry. That's all good. You you answered the second question with the first okay. one. So that's awesome. Excellent. We'll just go to the third question. There you go. Uh, if you could pick up the phone right now and call yourself at 20 years old, what would you tell yourself? <sighs> Breathe deeply. <laughs> Breathe deeply and slowly. Very cool. Looking back, would you change anything? Not a thing. What's more important to a man, his word or his purpose? I have a hard time choosing one over the other. But I will say that I believe we're all here with a purpose. We're all here with a mission. And that part of why we're here for me is to discover that and to then stay true to that path. I think once one's on that path, then one has to be true to their word as well. Very cool. 
Interesting answer. Never had that one, but it's a good one. What scares you? Not being able to fulfill my mission and be of as great a service as I possibly can. Where do you see Aqua, Aquins, Aquin Springs in the next five years? I hope I said that right. You did. Thank you. Aquin Springs. Um, I believe in five years time that there will be a series of miracles that happen as a result of people deciding that they want to um, be on a different path. And, and that includes healing themselves of, of some of the worst things that we can imagine. How about you personally? Where do you see yourself personally in the next five years? I think just continuing to shepherd this water that's what I consider myself as a is a shepherd bringing this to the people. And um, I think the other two things that I'm involved in, uh, both of which involve energy, frequency and vibration, but are not related to water, at least uh, directly, I think will <clears throat> come to existence, uh, one of which is a, a garment that measures this someone's state of their state we'll just call it that and and then um, delivers electromagnetic stimulation to help them retune their song just what the body sings and that that it's it's a, you could think of it as um in improving human performance or enhancing human performance. And the last thing that I'm working on is that um, bringing energy to the world that is all around us, that we don't have to pump out of the ground. And I believe that if I'm successful with that, collaborating with others, presumably, that the world will be a different place when everybody has access to energy. I like that idea. But there's probably a lot of big hurdles that you're going to have to go through with that last one. Actually, the biggest hurdle is the one that people don't realize. And that is when they put, uh, when they define success, in terms of financial gain, that is the biggest inhibitor, right? We have to work very hard to find a different metric for reward and for success. And um, probably people will want to shoot me for saying this, but sh maximizing shareholder value is not the way to do that. And I agree with you. I agree with you. I wholeheartedly agree with you. And it's it's the greed that has destroyed this planet and destroyed the human race. And and uh, I can't wait to see this this technology that you're going to be coming out with. I, I really do. I really do hope, that, uh, and I I hope it it sees the light of day.
because like I said, there's a lot of big powers out there that would snuff it because of, like you just said, shareholders thing might yeah, come into play. I, you know, I don't worry so much about, you know, the, the, the age old issues, you know, the, around people like Tesla and so forth that, you know, they were suppressed by the government. I don't think that's the biggest issue. I honestly think it comes from um, wanting to be recognized and wanting to be compensated and rewarding, rewarded. Um, I've just read a book. Uh, it, it's fascinating. I'll just share it with people. Um, it's called Perpetual Motion. Okay. And this is a book by a guy called John Collins, right? And it's uh, an investigation into the legend of Bessler's wheel, right? This is a gravity device that this wheel would go perpetually. And this was, a, this was in the 1670s, man, in the early 1700s. And this guy kept it a secret because he wanted the equivalent of, I think, in today's dollars, about a million dollars for the secret to it. And it was never disclosed because there was this, you know, you have to pay me before I tell you the secret. And people would say, you have to show me before I'll pay you. And it's it's been, what, 400 years, you know, 300 and some years since that time. And when we still don't have that mechanical use of gravity to run a wheel perpetually that can do work. Why? Greed. Great. And um, this is a little bit outside the scope of this podcast, but uh, there is a actual structure in Southern Florida, uh, okay. Coral Castle. Coral Castle. Was, yeah, I'm aware of it. Yeah. It, and it was built by coral, which is weighs the size of a, weighs, weighs like a bus. I know. Moved by a man who barely weighed, uh, barely weighed a hundred pounds. I'm well aware of it. It's a very similar situation to the pyramids. We'll just yes. say yes. so, and it has to do with energy, frequency, and vibration. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I'll just tell you that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> anyway, it's been such a pleasure. I, I'm sorry we I took us a field, but I hope people will enjoy. And and most the mo the one thing that I want to share with everyone is that um, I feel you, brothers and sisters. I love you all, and you will find your way out of this. I promise you. Okay. Michael, thank you so much for coming on the show. I love talking about stuff like this, especially when it comes to such simple solutions like water and talking and giving it positive, intention. giving yeah. it positive intention so it can give you that gratitude back to you. It yeah. is such a powerful tool. And this water that you have is just another added bonus to anybody who out there is listening or watching that can add to their to their life to help them get out of it because it's we are 80 percent water 70 to 80 percent water and for us to be taking it out of us and not putting it back in causes a disservice to us so thank you so much for bringing this That's into true. the world yeah and i just want to tell people that you know uh, they can go to a queensprings.com if they want to order the water and in fact, uh, we are just about to launch on Amazon. So be aware, take a look. Uh, probably in the next 30 days, we'll be on Amazon. And that'll help a lot because water's heavy and yeah. it's it's expensive to ship. So Amazon's really going to be a benefit on that level. So, you know, if, if people want to give it a try, please do. And um, 
I'll just leave you with this. Please have positive, happy thoughts, everyone. Very cool. And we will post uh, links in the show notes below so everybody has easy access to the water and access to you on social media and see Absolutely. what you guys are doing. Absolutely. And and if if you want to go to the website, my email is there. It's Michael at Queensprings.com. If anybody wants to email me, I, you know, I'm always available to help because that's what I'm here for is to be in service. So um yeah. Thank Very you. Cool. Very cool. So grateful. So grateful for what you do. It's 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 so beautiful. Thank you. Going through hard times is just a test. What you need to know is that when you get out of whatever you're going through, you will be stronger than ever before, and you don't need to go through it alone. Always know that you are not alone. Stay tuned for more real people with amazing stories that are just like yours. Until then, to everyone out there listening, I wish you a good morning, good afternoon, or good night, wherever you may be in this crazy world. Hey guys, John from Resilient Reboot Productions and the Fitness Oracle. I just wanted to thank you for watching this episode, and I really do hope that you enjoyed it. Please don't forget to subscribe, hit that bell, and share this episode if you are watching this on YouTube or on Rumble. If you are listening to this on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Breaker FM, or whatever streaming service that you may be using, please give us a five-star rating and a positive review as it will help us reach out to more people that are suffering from mental health issues. Now, if you haven't done so already, um, I am offering access to a free weekly newsletter that we send out every Sunday and it would, and it's jam-packed with podcasting tips and health and wellness tips to keep you balanced um, in the podcasting and content creating space. So if you haven't done so already, Sign up to this free newsletter. It's uh, it's totally free. And it also gives you access to the, uh, the Fitness Oracle private community in Mighty Networks, where we talk about this episode. We talk about how to implement, how you have implemented these uh, lessons that you've picked up in your life and how it's impacted your life. And we are working on a lot of great other um, um programs and and uh, support systems for you guys to be able to uh, to access. So if you haven't done so already, sign up to the newsletter and uh, I'll see you guys on the inside.